0: Welcome to The Tech That Connects Us, a podcast dedicated to the stories of leaders in the technology industries that bring us closer together, specifically content and media, satellite and news space, connectivity, and cybersecurity. Your hosts are me, John Clifton, Laurie Scott, and Will Trenchard, the founders of Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm focused on these exact industries. We love being a part of them, and we're excited to share these stories with you. Welcome to the Tech That Connects Us. Your hosts today are me, John Clifton, co-founder of NUCO, alongside Tegan Lloyd-Williams, one of our key content and media consultants, and we're delighted today to be joined by Nils Dalshausen. Nils started his career at Liberty Global as a program manager before progressing through the ranks to become their director of digital entertainment strategy. From there, he joined Excite, a rapidly growing multimedia music brand, which is changing the face of music videos and how they're consumed. Welcome to the show, Nils.
1: Thank you, and thanks for the intro.
0: Pleasure, pleasure. So Nils, you joined Liberty Global, if I'm I'm getting my history correct, Pretty much right after finishing your university studies, so we were yep. curious to know to start. And um, what drew you to the media industry?
1: Um, a birthday party. Um, so <laughs> um, yeah, one of my one of my best friends. Um, it was his birthday party, um, and I joined. And his brother was there, his older brother, who had just started at Liberty Global. Um, it was called something different back then. Um, it's called UGC, um, when the Schneider family still owned it before it was acquired by, by, John Malone. Um, and I started talking with him and I told him that, you know, I was finishing, uh, finishing up my education and I was looking for something to do until the summer. And he said, well, you know, it's very busy times at UGC and why don't you come work for us uh, as a temp?" So I did, um, started in May, I think. Um, and then fairly quickly after that, they offered me a job. Um, so I said that's fine, but I'll work until the summer, then I'll take the summer off. Uh, so I joined uh, in all in um on the 1st September 2001. Um, so literally like a birthday party and having a chance conversation with um, a friend's older brother drew me into the media industry.
0: Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Very, very interesting. So i um, passing over to Tegan to, to learn a bit more about some of those early days.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, Nils, you've been in the industry now for 20-odd for years. I was wondering, has there been a particular person who has really influenced your career in that time?
1: It's a good question. I can think of a few people. Um, so I started talking about that, that friend's older brother. Uh, so he was my line manager also for probably about the first 10 years of my career. Uh, his name is Leo Geert van den Berg, a very Dutch name. Um, he's currently working for, for Ziggo, heading up um, a big portion of their technology team. Um, and he really taught me a lot of the fundamentals of being a good manager in the uh, in the first place. Um, and then I could think of two more people at Liberty. Um, so then I started working in the product organization uh, in Duran Hackman's team. Um, and he's, you know, quite an inspiration from the being a chief product officer perspective um, and really the creating your own vision and sticking to your course, no matter what kind of adversity comes your, uh, comes your way. Um, and then the third is, is Balan Balanair, uh, used to be the CTO of, uh, of Liberty. Um, and he's really kind of a role model for how to combine, uh, one strength, but also empathy. Um, so I learned a lot from interacting with him, um, on basically how to combine those two things.
2: Yeah, role models, I think, are so important, particularly in this industry. And I mean, this industry is one as well that is just rapidly changing every day. Almost it feels like something new is is happening. And I guess you've had a front row seat for that, being responsible for digital entertainment products. Since you started as a product manager um, after that infamous birthday party until now, what have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen and observed?
1: Well, I think one big change is the the move from on-premise equipment to everything now being uh, in the cloud. Um, So when we started rolling out digital television platforms uh, across Europe in the early uh, 2000s, uh, you know, everything was on-prem. Uh, lots of hardware getting shipped around and having to be connected and wired up and everything, um, with the associated timelines and complexity that all comes with that. Um, and these days, um, so at Excite, we are fully, uh, fully cloud-based. We don't have any on-premise equipment other than, you know, uh, laptops and, uh, and and some screens. Um, and setting up a new machine is just, you know, um, one of my DevOps guys pushing the buttons on a keyboard and you're up and running. Um, so I think that has been probably the key change that I've seen that enabled, you know, a whole host of other changes, uh, making the industry much more quicker more dynamic um, and quicker moving.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Quicker dynamic. Those are, are definitely words that, that I hear a lot. And you must have had several moments that stand out in your career. Is there one which particularly stands out as being incredibly significant
1: uh from significant from what perspective
2: a moment or or a time when you you would always look back on and remember and think wow i was there when that happened
1: um, yeah, maybe looking back at the at the beginning. Uh, so I mentioned that I, I joined uh, UGC in the beginning. And uh, fairly quickly after that, the company went into a uh, chapter 11. Uh, so it's not the best way to, uh, to, to start your career.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but, but fortunately, there was, uh, you know, a, a saving angel there who's willing to acquire the company. Um, so maybe you immediately learn to not take things for granted, uh, in the, uh, media industry, that things are going to be moving very quickly and the ground under your feet can, uh, can also change fairly rapidly. Um, yeah, so maybe that's uh, from an early start, always knowing to look forward to see what changes might be coming.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Well, I mean, we've heard, Nils, about your career and your progression, and and we've enjoyed very much looking back to the past, which which brings us nicely onto the present, John.
0: So um, one of the things people talk a lot about, um, Nils, especially over the last probably sort of year to 18 months, but in, in many ways, even more so recently, people are talking about this being a, a golden age of TV, which is an interesting one, because at the moment we, we all want to consume lots of content, but with COVID-19, it's, it's difficult to, to create the content. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on whether we are in that kind of golden age of, of TV and media consumption?
1: Yeah, I think we for sure are. Um, so you can just see in the, the, the volume uh, of entertainment that is being produced, that it's just, you know, growing and growing and growing. Um, so as a, as a customer, you, you're kind of spoiled for choice. That brings its own complexity along with it, of course. But I think you're not in the situation that if you are a certain age, you remember that, you know, you are home on a Saturday night and you basically have, you know, three or four things that you can watch um, and that are just on at that time. Uh, and right now, if I'm home and you're subscribing to a couple of services, you know, there's, there's an ocean of stuff that you, can, that you can explore. Stuff that is being produced at the moment, but also ranging back uh, for decades. Uh, so some earlier greats that you may have missed, you can now just very easily catch up on rather than having to obscure, uh, buy some obscure DVD from somewhere and having it shipped from, from a country. Um, so I, I think we for sure are in the, uh, in the golden age um and that's i measure that by kind of just the volume of stuff that is available the quality uh of it you know the with with 4k with dolby Atmos coming to customers homes the the experience is also better than it's ever been um and as a customer you 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 have the choice on how you want to consume that as well
0: yeah absolutely and and but again coming back to the you know the strange times that we're we're finding ourselves in the uh, in at the moment and you know with the um, you know vaccines taking place here in the UK yesterday, um, you know it's fantastic to see that we're potentially on a path out of things, but what, what effect do you think this, this whole period has had on the media and entertainment industry, um, particularly given it's been so hard to create that content, what, what are your thoughts on that current state of the market. Yeah, so,
1: so creating content has definitely been more difficult, but you do see content coming out. Um, some either being delayed, um, uh, you know, because movie theaters weren't open uh, or profitable enough. Um, so you see, you know, m- new movies like Wonder Woman coming out. Um, but also because of the pandemic, I think customers are taking, or sorry, companies are taking bigger chances in how that content is being offered. Um, so you see, Warner Media making the move to actually offer that on on HBO Max rather yes. than just providing I'm it in, uh, in theaters. That, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I think there again, you as a customer, uh, you have the choice. If you want to go to a theater and you feel safe in doing that,
0: then fine, you can do that. But if you want to consume it in your home, you can do that as well. Mm. And do you think that that um, that almost instant availability and choice? Um, do you think that that is good for the industry as a whole or do you feel that that creates too much dispersion and disparity between all of the different services, which ultimately just just makes it hard, if you will, hmm. for people to consume? Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I think we're in a bit of um, an interim state. So the industry is very much, much in flux. Um, so you see a lot of uh, what I call rebundling happening um so things that were available uh, in, in place a are now available in place b uh, so it's kind of same same but different people are still watching many of the same things it's just coming to you in a slightly different way and thus we have a nice saying it's it's old wine in new bags um so um with regards to the question as is this too much for customers um potentially yes but you know a 500 uh, channel linear lineup has always been too much for customers as well so I think that the problem is not, um, has not gone away, it's just different now. And right now, because of the way, how the way we are offering customers uh, the content, we also have new opportunities to help them, guide them through this big ocean of content, through recommendations, through things being more uh, available on demand. Um, and also I'm a big believer in, in curation. Um, so I think the industry has not done a particularly good job there um so fragmentation does make it difficult uh i agree there so it's not always easy for customers to to know exactly where they they can consume a certain piece of content so i think there the industry has a, a big job ahead of itself to make sure that across the fragmented surface and the rebundling uh the rebundling ecosystem how to make customers aware where to consume content and also how to best consume that
0: content yeah completely agree i think i think that the curation part I think is really key because there's no question that we you know and you and I as consumers want to consume but we do need it to be made relatively easy for us to consume good content that we like Um, so thank you really really very interesting which leads us nicely uh, onto the future Tegan.
2: Yeah, Nils, you've been involved in digital entertainment for such a long time and we've touched there on fragmentation and rebundling. But what do you think the future is for media consumption?
1: Um, it's a good question. If I know for sure, then, 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 you know, I, I should join a venture capital firm uh, somewhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you look at the history um, of, of media consumption and of storytelling, the fundamentals have not changed that significantly. Um, you know, we are still telling stories and now we're doing it in a much you know, nicer way. You're consuming a 4K, 4K Dolby Atmos experience rather than somebody sitting by a campfire telling you a story. But the fundamentals in it haven't really uh, haven't really changed. So I think if you if you look at how the media industry is going to change, I don't think it's necessarily technologies in the media industry that are going to um, uh, that are going to significantly change it. You know, we we started talking about three D a while ago, and people are talking about VR and AR. I don't think that necessarily changes the fundamentals on how people want to consume stories and content. I think if you are at about technology change, you're probably looking outside uh, to uh, technologies elsewhere uh, in customers' lives. Um, for example, the, the increase uh, in working from home, uh, you know, post pandemic, um, that will probably lead to more media consumption during the day. Um, if you look at self-driving cars that are coming slowly but surely, um, you know, that's gonna extend the customer's media consumption hours as well. Um, customers are not gonna be driving, but they're gonna have an hour in a car that is driving itself. Um, so that provides more opportunities for, uh, for media to, um, uh, to present itself to, uh, to customers. And if you look even further down the road, you know, there are things like Neuralink and other brain computing interface stuff um, that will maybe completely revolutionize uh, how we consume stories. But I like to keep my attention to the slightly more immediate future.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you've touched on on a lot of things there. There's been a lot of change in the industry. If you had to choose what you think the one next big change will be, where, where would you land on that?
1: Um, it's a good question um i mentioned some of the the, the changes before but maybe i think the biggest change the industry has to go to um and i think we're slowly but surely getting there is going even more to understanding and servicing up exactly how the customer wants to consume content um so moving beyond how the industry licenses content for example and, and offering it in in these different buckets um if you look at many epgs at the moment they're still for example um, organized by a linear and then catch up and then you know on demand and uh, and this is a very industry-centric way of offering content to customers um, so I think that the, the biggest change that the industry has to to uh, to take is doing a better job of servicing up customers with the actual use cases that they have in in the way that they want to consume content
2: yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing those thoughts with us and taking us on a bit of a tour of the the past and the present and uh, also sharing your, your future projections with us. Um, moving on to a subject that's very close to my heart for obvious reasons which is diversity um I mean I would never forget my first trade show which was NAB and walking into that entrance hall and feeling like I was just met by this sea of men in in grey and I've never been so aware of being both female and the fact that I'd chosen to wear bright pink that day mm. um it, it was it was quite a moment, but what are your thoughts on how we should address and approach this issue yes
1: yeah, so it's um it's definitely an issue um so I, I think the first step as in many type of issues uh is being aware of it and acknowledging it um so when i look at the current company uh, i work in excite i think we've done you know a pretty decent job of it uh, not good enough Um, But you have to be aware of it, you have to acknowledge it, and then you have to take concrete steps to to make changes, um, uh, to make the changes that you can. Um, So we are, in our recruitment processes, we are also seeing if we can actively go out and find diverse candidates. Um, And once we are making a selection, and if we have candidates that are really of equal merit, uh, but if we can choose, you know, a certain... Uh, segment that we have not that we're not so well represented in, then we will actually make that uh, make that choice. It is difficult because no two candidates are, are, are always completely 100% uh, from a mirror perspective equal. Um, so you do have to make some difficult choices there. Um, and and one thing that I think is also going to help us with awareness, we are implementing a new HR tool next year culture app. Um, and that also comes with, for example, device diversity and inclusion surveys. Um, so. You know, we as senior management in the company can have certain thoughts about it. But I think when you go and ask your people themselves, you might get a slightly different perspective. Um, so that also kind of, you know, uh, helps you with being more aware of what the feelings are in your own company.
0: Very interesting. And when it comes to um, the industry, I think what one of the challenges certainly is that from the, the, the technology side, Um, Certainly from a gender perspective you're always going to have the problem of education in the sense that there are simply more males that will do engineering type subjects at school and there are just less females and so that you're always going to have that slight imbalance and one thing I was curious to ask was as. The industry is it remains heavy on the technology side, but I think lots of the other elements around um, thought creation, content creation, content curation, all of those aspects um, are actually much less about whether technology can do it. It's more about the 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 creativity of well, what if or could we create something that? Um, and I wonder whether you felt that that change in the fact that you know technology can largely do anything we want it to. It's actually that we need to we need to have the ideas of what it can do. I wonder whether you felt that that move towards creativity would have a positive impact from a diversity standpoint.
1: I think so. Um, you know, I, I think anyway. Also, even in technology, you know, having I, a diversity of opinions—this is also, uh, you know, I think um, substantiated by research—leads uh, to better outcomes. Um, so I, I, I'm very happy to say that the two of my engineering teams are, for example, female-led, and we have female developers, and um, so so that, that's already a good a good start. Um, but I'm trying to also to bring both kind of competencies together. Um, so having, for example, the the music curation team and the uh, development team responsible for music tools now being one team and working even closer together to kind of foster the, the cooperation between creativity and technology that you, that you mentioned.
0: Brilliant. So I think for
1: sure that, that, that this brings new opportunities for, um, um, for creativity, for fostering creativity, but also for bringing more diversity into a
0: technology group. Fantastic. Very good. And, and how have you, um, how have you seen diversity change in your time during the industry? You know, from that period in 2001, when you, you know, when you started through to now, how have you seen it change? Hopefully you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen it change, but, but probably not enough.
1: Um, so it has changed, I think, on the kind of media to you know, early seniority levels, uh, where you just see more, more women and more people of color um, uh, and almost more, you know, sexual diversity um, or sexuality diversity happening there as well. Um, But in senior management, probably we have not done enough um, as an industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I think that is slowly but surely changing, but probably will take a few more years to, uh, to be in the place that it should be.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Well, listen, thank you. It, it, it's such a complex subject and it's something that that there are so many different facets to it, but it, it's it, it's really fascinating getting different people's views on it. Um, so thank you very much for for your thoughts on that. Um, so we, we're going to get into um, uh, learning a bit more about Nils, the person. Um, Tegan has got some pre-prepared questions, but uh, for those people that are listening to us as opposed to watching any video clips, um, Nils has a fantastic... <laughs> array of um, things in the background. So Tegan, I'm hoping that we're going to ask uh, a few questions about some of those. So passing back to you.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Nils. I must confess, um, alongside I'm sure a lot of our listeners, I am a, a very inquisitive person. Um, mm. And uh, I would love to know, uh, what would make up your perfect weekend? I mean, I can see an array of musical instruments and some very impressive medals in your background. Um, w- would they be included in a, in a perfect weekend for Nils?
1: Yeah, I think music for sure. Um, so, how we often start the weekend, certainly on a Sunday, is, um, is putting on music video. Um, you know, either, of course, some of the great curated stuff that is coming out of my own team at, uh, at Excite, or something like the Tiny Desk Concert series that, uh, that PBS does such a great job with um, in the US that are now available through, through YouTube um so music video is definitely always a part of uh, of our weekend um then sports are as well so some of the medals you're referring to are uh, running medals uh, i do a bit less running these days and, and more swimming but we are a very football um minded household because both kids play very actively so getting watching uh, getting to watch them play is uh, is a big part of uh, of, of a perfect weekend um, can't do that unfortunately at the moment. So I hope that after the winter break uh, we'll be able to do that uh, do that again. Um, so then that that's kind of takes care of the the active part uh, of it. Um, and then you know uh, I'd like to enjoy some of the the kind of content coming out of the content boom that we mentioned uh, that we mentioned as well. Some fantastic uh, both comedies and drama uh, um, being broadcast at the uh, at the moment. And I'm a bit of a gamer as well. And I was lucky to uh, be one of the few people that was able to get a PlayStation 5. Um, wow. So there's usually by the end of the day when, when uh, the, the kids have gone to bed uh, and my wife is doing something different, I'll turn on the PlayStation 5 and, and enjoy that as well.
2: Strong, strong. It sounds, sounds very similar to some of the weekends that, that I have. Though um, the ups and downs of supporting football is, um, oh, it's a roller coaster. It's a That's... roller coaster, especially if you're a Brighton and Hove Albion supporter. Especially then.
1: Yes. Well, you've you've got one of the um, one of the great talents now from the IX Academy supporting you. So, in um, uh, Joel Feldman. So that should hopefully make you make you happy.
2: Fingers crossed, Nils. Fingers yeah. crossed. Absolutely. Um, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm gonna pass back to John now for our infamous quick fire round, John.
0: All right, very good. So, um, ten quick questions, um, and you have to choose one answer. Uh, so, we'll kick off as we have done for everybody this year: uh, triumphed in lockdown or failed in lockdown. Triumphed. Great. Uh, espresso or latte? Neither. <laughs> I don't. I don't drink. I don't drink coffee. Sorry. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, now, uh, a Dutch-related one here: Heineken or Amstel? Heineken. Uh, opera music or rock music?
1: Rock. Uh,
0: running or swimming? Swimming, these days. Uh, mountain peaks or bright white beach? Probably the beach. Okay. Uh, city or country? Also a difficult one. Um, then probably city. Okay. Uh, Netflix or Disney Plus? at the moment because of the mandalorian disney plus okay uh apple or microsoft Apple. (laughs) Uh, plane or train um i'm gonna say plane but it probably should be more train (laughs) okay um and and to finish and linear media consumption is dead or linear media still has a part to play definitely still has a part to play Fantastic. Thank you very much. Really, uh, really appreciate those. Um, And passing back to Tegan for our final question.
2: Thanks. Well, finally, Nils, we like to ask all our guests, um, what one piece of advice would you give somebody who is entering the industry today?
1: Um, That is a good question. Um, And I I think I would say, again, because of that, that dynamic industry of it, make sure you're up to date with what's happening. I've always had a very kind of inquisitive mind. I'm always reading. I'm always finding articles. I'm, I'm very um, active on Twitter from the perspective of, of seeing what's going on there and, and reading stuff. Um, so that the more, you know, the more info you have, the better you're able to make decisions, uh, both in your current job and where you want to go in a potential new job. Um, and secondly, uh, take initiative and be proactive, um, you know maybe the universe is bringing things to you but often things work even better when you're trying to bring things or, or change things in the
0: universe
1: uh, so so be proactive both again in your current job and in trying to find your your kind of next role and where you should
0: be going next wonderful listen thank you so much for um for your time nils really appreciate your thoughts and insights um it's was, it was a real pleasure to have you on the show thank you very much you're very welcome Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.meuco-group.com. You've been listening to The Tech That Connects Us.